Welcome to the Find the Good Mamahood podcast. I'm Caitlin Carpio-Futchner, and I'm so excited to spend some time with you. This is a place where I talk with other mamas about their favorite tips, tricks, and resources, and also celebrate the joys of mamahood by sharing real stories and experiences. New moms, veteran moms, moms-to-be, this podcast is for you. I hope our honest chats about the highs and lows of mamahood help you find joy wherever you are in your journey. I am so glad you're here. Hey friends, thanks for joining us for this month's episode. Here in Virginia, it is hot, it's humid, and kids are finally on spring break. I'm sure for some of you that brings a sigh of relief, and for others of you, it's just a new season with new challenges. But wherever you are, I hope you're able to get some time to celebrate, rest, and soak up some sun with your little ones. Today, I'm chatting with my friend Caroline Richards about her family's experience during this past school year, which was the first full school year since COVID began. Fun fact about them, they're actually one of my parents' neighbors. (laughs) Hey, Caroline, thanks for coming on and talking with me. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So you pushed through the craziness and you finally made it to the end. Yes. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How does it feel to be done? Um, well, we still have this last week, but knowing that we're in the clear makes me feel so much better. <laughs> hey, do you have big plans this summer? No, not really. We're, I think we're just going to try to take it as easy as possible this summer. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about yourself and your family. So like, what do you do during the week? What do you like to do for fun? Tell me about your kids. Okay. So, um, right now. I work during the day, um, so Cameron's normally here with the kids, um, so I kind of I kind of get a little bit of freedom, but then as soon as I get off work, I come home, and they're off from school. Uh, the family, we like, to, we like to go to the beach. Um, my in-laws have a beach house, so um, we like to go there and spend some time with them and, you know, utilize as many beach, as much beach time as possible. Uh, the kids like to play outside, which is cool, you know, because it gives us a little quiet time in the house when they just want to play outside all day. Other than video games, Legos, and outside, that's like the gist of our family, you know. Oh, and fishing. Gotta have fishing. Yeah. Do you fishing. like fishing or is it just Cameron? Oh, no, I like it too. Okay. I, uh, I went fishing. Other than the gar you saw me catch that one time, I caught a giant stingray at the beach and that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so cool. But yeah, Cameron and the boys are normally the bigger fishermen in the house, so. Okay. So tell me your kids' names, ages, all that. Okay, so Gabrielle, she's, gosh, she's almost 15. Justin (laughs) is 11. Elijah's 8. Isaiah's 7. And Noah's 6. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. The parade in here. (laughs) Oh, so fun. Yeah, I love how active your little boys are. They're always running around the neighborhood. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love being outdoors. So they were all in school for this past school year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so Elijah, Isaiah, and Noah went back to school when they let school back, you know, in the in-school learning. And then Justin, his mom still had him sign up for virtual learning. So he was here in the house with with Cameron and then when we have Gabrielle she was doing um in school but 
for high schoolers, they only went back two days a week instead of four days, like the younger three. So, oh, okay. That was a little weird, but I mean, she kind of liked it that way since most of her most of her friends were for virtual anyways. Oh, really? Yeah. So she was upset about that, but. Yeah. How did the younger kids feel? For going back to school or going virtual school? <laughs> yeah, going back to school. Oh, they loved it. They love it so much. I think because they have they have that freedom to get out of the house and just get away from, you know, the rules and regulations here. And then they have more, you know, freedom to be in school and, I don't know, I guess be a little more creative with arts and crafts and stuff like that and be with their friends and tell them all about fishing and whatever, you know, what they made in their Legos, you know, ridiculous things that kids talk to each other about. <laughs> but um, they, they, they loved it. They loved it. And Gabrielle, she was, she was just like, eh, you know, my friends aren't there, so I don't really care about being there. So were they in school the whole school year or was it partial, part of the school year? It was most of the school year. Um, if I can recall, they they went back in school learning like two months ago, three okay. months ago. So most of the school year, they were still doing virtual learning. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, fun. How did, so when you all started last fall and you knew it was gonna be virtual, how did you feel at the beginning of the semester? Were you like, okay, this is going to be tough, but we're going to ramp up and do it? <sighs> okay, I'm not going to lie. So when, so when the kids first went virtual last year, like towards the end of last school year, yeah, I was, I was forced to work from home due to COVID. Okay. And I was working an eight-hour job. I had to be on the phone with customers and teaching them at the same time because at that point, they didn't have, they didn't distribute laptops or anything. They were just sending out weekly packets that the kids had to do based on their, their grade levels. Oh, that was a nightmare. So mm. when I, so when I left that job in July, I started a new job in August. So when the new school year started for this year for virtual, I was like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to be home to deal with it anymore. <laughs> I was like, this is Karen's problem now. <laughs> Because I told him, because he was working when I had to deal with that last year. Yeah. And so he got he got that break, and then now I got this break, and I was like, we're evened out, buddy. Um. <laughs> so I was, so, I mean, it didn't really matter to me about the virtual part, but I was sad for my kids because they had to do school virtually again, and I was just like, man, if I had to do virtual school when I was their age, oh my gosh, I'd be so mad. Yeah. I'd be yeah. so mad. Cause that's that's literally like your your freedom ticket to see your your friends and mm. be out of the house and I don't know it's like a different yeah. environment so it's more enjoyable at some points minus the education part. <laughs> right. So do you think did they get what is it Zoom fatigue? Did they get like so tired of being on the laptop as the school year went on? Oh my gosh! So um, at the very beginning. I was here with them for like the first two weeks with Cameron when they first started school before my new job started. And it was, oh my gosh, having Noah, the six year old, oh my gosh, his attention span was so bad. And I, I mean, you know, that's 
a kindergartner, right? So, I mean, you don't expect anything more from a kindergartner to, to sit in front of a laptop for even more than like five minutes, unless it's something he wants to do. Yeah. That's not, that's just not, that's not realistic, mm-hmm. you know? And he would just wiggle in his chair, be like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> when's, when's lunch? <laughs> like, I feel you, kid. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. And then, but the, the bad part was, like, two months later, they finally started exploring the laptops that were distributed. So mm-hmm. they figured out how to get online to games. And it was just even more challenging because <laughs> Cameron be, would be, like, over here on the coffee table, like, doing his college online. And then the boys are in the dining room on their laptops, like, oh, I'm totally in class. But you don't hear the teacher talking. And it's like, well, how come I don't hear your teacher talking? And it's just, oh, my gosh. It was so, like, even even Elijah and Isaiah, the seven, eight-year-old, after a while, after like maybe two hours, they were like, okay, like this, mm-hmm. I need to get up. I need to do something. I need to play video games or something. And mm-hmm. then Justin, he's, he's not that bad. I mean, he's 11. So he has more of an attention span to sit still. He complain every now and then. Cause you know what teenager wouldn't want to, you know, sit in front of a laptop and listen to your teacher. So yeah. Gabrielle, she's, she's really easy. No problem at all. No. Her friends are online, I guess, on in her classes. Yeah, she said like sometimes her and her her and her friends would chat. You know, they're not supposed to in like the the group chat on the Zoom or something, but <laughs> they did it anyways. Yeah, it kept her in class, so yeah. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Oh man. So do you feel like I, I mean there are five of them? That's a lot of different schools and school you know, classes and and schedules. But yeah. do you feel like you all had good support from the teachers? You know, I, Elijah's teacher was really good this year. Um, not so much towards the end of last year for his teacher, but this year, like, she would send out daily emails almost. And then if she was having, if she noticed mm-hmm. Elijah was struggling a bit, she would shoot us a quick email and, like, let us know what's going on. So we had... Oh, good. We were aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to reach out to Isaiah's teacher to get information from him. But he never really had any complaints about Isaiah. Noah, uh, his teacher, she never really had any issues because, I mean, it's kindergarten. Like, right. she she basically would just want the kids to show up to class. Mm. As long as they showed some sort of effort. To like learning their word wall words or their like I don't know spelling their name and stuff like that, then she really didn't have an issue. Mm. Justin's teachers, we had issues with getting feedback from them. Mm. Um, and Gabrielle, there were there were no issues, so we didn't really have we didn't have to worry about any support from her teachers at all. Okay. I think it, it I think it just all depended on like the teacher. Honestly, mm. could have been better. Yeah. But at the same time, that was that was new territory for them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they were doing their best with what what hand they were dealt. So I mean, they tried, they succeeded. Our kids passed, so <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have an argument with that. Yeah, I was um, you know, looking at school school stats and things for this area where we moved to Bristow and you know, Manassas, where we used to live, and I was 
looking at the statistics for like you know 2018, 19, 1920 to, of learning milestones and things like that, and I was like, oh, they don't have 2020 because it it doesn't count. Like it's not yeah. representative. I know it's so weird, you know. I... Standards have changed so much because they had to, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Were there things um, that helped your kids or you as the mom of students, you know, get through the school year? Uh, I mean, we would try incentives like taking them to the beach for a weekend or taking them fishing or to the park or something. It usually didn't really work. I mean, I get that they were um, they were frustrated with each other because they're all stuck in house all day doing school next to each other and you know you could tell that they were getting at each other's throats you know just by the irritation in their tones or frustration and like Cameron and myself we were getting mad but at the same time we're like trying to be understanding at the same time because it's new territory for us and for them so I mean we we tried I feel like we tried candy you know like <laughs> nothing really ever worked it was all temporary like maybe it worked once or a handful of times but after that they're just like okay this still isn't changing anything mm-hmm. like we're still doing virtual school this is crap <laughs> so, but mm-hmm. it was just an experience that's all I can say <laughs> did you feel like the kids just got used to it and were like well I guess this is what I have to do I mean they they got better towards the end of the virtual school, which, well, I mean, yeah, they, they acclimated to, you know, that environment. Probably not facing the facts that that was just their standard now. Yeah. But it, it kind of worked towards the end. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> How about for you? What were things that were helpful just getting through, you know, having these crazy like capped out kids and lots of random work to do for schoolwork um going to the grocery store (sighs) by myself (laughs) (laughs) I think I think I would just make up things to add to my grocery list to just make me stay there longer or I'm like Cameron are you sure we don't need anything else are you sure you go double check all the covers (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah. Going to the grocery store by myself was literally cloud nine for me. <laughs> that, that was just like, oh, yes. <laughs> I can relate. I, Code's not in school, but yeah, it feels so nice to just push a cart through like TJ Maxx or something and just look at things. <laughs> not feeling like you have to rush. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be teachers of of kids like back to back to back and then I I have a bunch of friends actually who are teachers and they'll say like you know oh and then there's after school meetings and there's teacher meetings and like they're working all day sometimes yeah I know Noah's teacher is a super hard worker and really cares about her kids because she was Isaiah's teacher last year and all the efforts she did to come by the house and drop off like school supplies for the kids for that week of of you know whatever they had planned yeah and the signs that she made and put in her students yards when all her kids graduated kindergarten last year it was just i don't oh know oh gosh she rocked like seriously rocked 
And I wish all the teachers could be like that. But, I mean, obviously they can't, you know. Each person is specifically individual to their own personalities and abilities. I have two cousins that are teachers. And hearing their cry outs on Facebook, (laughs) it's like, oh, I feel so bad for you guys. Mm. It also helps you hear the other end of not being the parent, but hearing the teachers and their crazy crazy days yeah I couldn't even I couldn't even wrap I still can't even wrap my head around what they've done for the last you know year the end of the year last year and then this year it's just so much sympathy for them I I don't think I ever realized well so I was homeschooled so I I really had no idea what public school teachers were like and what they had to do yeah what jobs were like but I didn't really realize that sometimes they don't have the support they need or the funds they need so I had no idea teachers were, like, making things themselves, you know, fundraisers for supplies and making making fun posters, giving gifts to their kids. I thought that was all school money, you know, no idea they had to sometimes spend personal money. And that's before COVID. I know. And I can't, I can only imagine how much more creative and maybe more generous they were inspired to be because, well, I can't see my kids right now. That's true. I, I actually had that same mindset when I was going to school. I was I was in public school, but I had that same mindset, and I thought that anything the teachers had or that they brought in was all, you know, finance from school. Like, that was all from school funds, not from their own personal piggy banks, you know. And I was just like, wow, these teachers are, like, they barely get paid anything, and they still want to just give their kids every year all these things. And it's just, it's so selfless. I love it. It's such an important job. It's good that there are some good teachers out there. Yes, agreed. Do you think it was hardest for the older kids to be virtual or the younger kids, or just hard in different ways? Um, I'd say hard in different ways. I just felt I just felt mostly bad for Gabrielle because she started high school virtually. Oh no. And I'm just like that's such a I feel like that's such a pinnacle moment in a child's life to start high school. Oh yeah. Being able to walk the halls, seeing your friends, and, you know, smelling the new classroom smells and meeting the teachers in person, you know? And then to have that just taken away from you, thrown into virtual school, it's just, that was my, that was my hardship for Gabrielle. And then for Justin and Elijah and Isaiah and Noah, Noah, eh, not so much. I mean, maybe a little bit. He never really expressed anything about his friends last year in pre-K. He would more talk about his teachers. So, I I mean, I'm sure he struggled with that, with that changing into virtual school this year. Mm-hmm. For Isaiah and Elijah and Justin, they were really upset because they couldn't see their friends. Like, I kept telling them, too. I was like, I feel so bad for you guys. Like, I'm so sorry you have to do school like this. Like, I know it's hard. I wouldn't want to do school either. But yeah. I have to do it. Just get over it and just mm-hmm. get through I think in different ways for all of them, it was challenging for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Was there any opportunity to, like, hang out outside of class? Have any informal hangouts? I think... Everyone that we knew was just too freaked out about the whole COVID thing. So nobody even wanted to do like get together and do like the six feet thing. Mm. I think everyone was just 
terrified. I mean, the most socialization they had outside of school was in the neighborhood. But even then, when those first couple months started, like last year, when everyone was like mandatory quarantining, that was, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but at least they had each other to play with. Yeah. As as much as they didn't want to, I'm sure, to play with, you know, other kids in the neighborhood. But they they dealt with what they had until people started becoming more comfortable. But um, I know that when Cameron would take them fishing on the weekends or something, you know, there'd be other, like, dads or something with their kids fishing around the same pond. And they'd like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, let's play with the kids, blah, blah, blah. They had a little bit of socialization, probably not as much as they wished they had. At what point did the neighborhood, like, come back to life with the kids outside? I'd say, let's see. I remember, I remember actually when we first went out, when the school started, I was one of the kids, like, off to the right side. And all of it, I go outside with the boys, and I hear to the right side, like, Hi! the window just seeing us come out poor little guy I wish you could come out with us oh my gosh but um honestly to remember I don't know I can't say when it came back alive I just feel like all like the whole year was just smashed together (laughs) you don't remember no I can't even I can't even recall at all maybe like right before the school year started I don't know I don't know that's a good question yeah, because I feel like it's been so long. Like, there's been so many stages in it. Mm-hmm. There was the fall and people went back to school, but I think people were so cautious. And then it was winter, so you can't go outside that much. Yeah. And then this new year, there was opportunities to get vaccines. So then we're getting a little closer to, you know, Normal. opening up and becoming more comfortable. Yeah. I think you're right because of, the like, the different stages that we all went through, whether it be weather related or, you know, COVID related, it's, it's hard to say when kids started coming outside and yeah, normal, (laughs) somewhat normal. So for next year, um, looking forward to that new school year, are you thinking you'd like to do anything differently in terms of how the kids do school, things that would help? Um, I mean, I know that myself and Cameron, we're not, like, the most organized people, (laughs) but uh, we've talked about getting a giant whiteboard in our house. That way we can, like, actually have, because we're, like, visual people. We need to, like, see stuff. We're not remembering. And I'm not a big person to put, like, stuff in my calendar and, like, have my phone, like, remember for me and be like, oh, hey, here, you got to do this on November 5th or something, you know, like, I don't like that. I'm I'm old school, a little old school. Uh So um, we were talking about getting a whiteboard, so maybe helping us out and writing things down for schedules, teachers, emails, and all that, and try to reach out to the teachers more often so that way the boys can't get away with not doing schoolwork, you know, at some point in the next years. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I feel like if the communication is open more between parents and teachers, that it would just kind of level out the playing field for everybody. That sounds good. I feel like that would be helpful. Have it all planned out. 
the kids can't get away with anything unless they start erasing the whiteboard. <laughs> See, that's what I think we're worried about. We're just like, maybe we should write a permanent marker, but then we won't be able to get rid of it. <laughs> that's a lot of schedules to coordinate. I was just trying to think five school schedules. Yeah. You know? And we want to put them in sports, too. So that's going to be even, yeah, it's not hilarious. It's going to be even more hectic. Right. Something my mom did, and, you know, it was just my sister and me, but I was just remembering, um, and with moving, I found all these random documents that made me remember things like this. So it was just the two of us, and we were homeschooled. So we did, like, homeschool co-op classes, but we did the other stuff, too. We had our extracurricular stuff, too. So she made a grid, and she, like, printed out, I guess on the computer, she printed one out for Michelle, one for me, and one for her. And it was just like our weekly schedule. So it was like where she is, where Connor Shell is, where Caitlin is, like every hour of the day of the week. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> a little too detailed for me. Yeah. And then when I went to college, she did the same thing. And it was helpful. It was like, oh, what class is my thing in? You know, where's mom at this time? I could kind of see where the whole family was, but five would take up a lot of space <laughs> that would take up a lot of space and a lot of time but yeah. I can totally see your mom doing that absolutely that's awesome I mean you give her the information she'll do it for you probably <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put that burden on your mom <laughs> yeah she enjoys stuff like that she's like a hyper organizer though so oh yeah she likes doing stuff like that um that is a lot I hope you guys can maybe you'll take the summer you know chill think about the fall get ready for it yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I swear, though, if they say we have another virtual year, I'm just going to be like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Oh, were I you think... all waiting on the edge of your seats for the emails or the phone calls or whatever? So we were – so Cameron was, like, eagerly checking when yeah. we were going to go back to school. Um, he did it just about every day, actually, because he's like, all right, they, they, they see they're having a meeting about it. They say they're having a meeting about it. Oh, they're going to they're gonna say something about it. They're going to say something about it. Yeah. And then – the day we got that email was like, oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> and then all the kids were excited when we told them to. So, well, except for Gabriel and Justin, since he didn't get to go back. But so the younger three, they were very, very, very excited. Mm-hmm. They were very excited. What month was that? Um, let's see. We're in June now. I think it was April. March or April, can't remember. Mm. Yeah, I remember some of my teacher friends saying, like, I'm glad, but at the same time, they just got used to, they finally got used to the virtual format. Yeah, that's a great point, too. (laughs) It's like, why would you take away something they literally just got used to? (laughs) Uh, But it sounds like the younger kids got used to being in person, like, super quick. So fast. (laughs) It was like they never, ever went virtual. Oh, so that was good. Do they ever talk about their teachers? Like, oh, I really like this one, or I miss this one. Um, I know Noah is very vocal about that. Isaiah has said a couple of times that he does like his teacher, like without even asking him. Mm-hmm. And then Elijah, mm, no, he just talks about his friends. Yeah. Not his teacher so much. And then Gabrielle just complains about her English teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Last year was her Spanish teacher, now it's her English teacher. Yeah. Um, Justin just, he has complaints about everything. 
<laughs> I feel like that's 11, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's quite a range of ages. See, so you have the whole, they're learning to read, they're learning to do high school stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a blast. Yeah. I feel so, I feel so, I feel so unintelligent. When <laughs> like, she needs me to help her with her homework sometimes. I'm just like, oh, what is, what is this? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Cameron, do you know? Do you know, Cameron? <laughs> and actually, we, we, Cameron and I have noticed our, our strengths now is yeah. that is not one of mine. Math is not. No. Math for, for Gabrielle's homework assistance, that's Cameron's department. Mine is English. I, and then Cameron's is her history, too. I, I'm, not, I'm just English. And then his is math and history and all that other stuff, not me. So. Oh, you're a good team. That's good. Yeah, sure. You know, do what we can. <laughs> Help out the high schooler. <laughs> what What is your all's fall plan in terms of you and Cameron working? Um, so Cameron is just sticking with school right now. Okay. Just so can focus 100% on that. Yeah. And then I'm still working, doing my doing my stuff. So. Okay. Um, it's not going to change at all. I get off. By the time the boys get off from school, we don't really have any issues with, with that. And, I mean, Cameron's going to be home here anyways, unless he has to go to the campus. Yeah. Because I don't know if they're going to start opening college campuses yet. I haven't I haven't looked up that. Yeah, I mean, I work for the company that works with George Mason University, so I know they're opening it up more and more. But, but not fully yet. Uh, I, it depends on the campus. Other other universities are doing their own thing, but um, they're they're really trying to move more and more in person. I, I mean, I could see that considering all the other schools around here are back to normal. I think mm-hmm. here. So, do you have any other thoughts for moms that have school-aged kids who are just trying to get through COVID schooling, and there's a lot of virtual, you know, maybe for the fall, some thoughts or encouragement. Don't lose your mind. We're all in it together. <laughs> Keep doing the hard work. Keep doing what you do. I feel like there's like nothing you can really say. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're a mom. You just got to keep doing what we do. We don't know how we do it, but we do it because we've got to and there's no other way it's going to get done, right? Yeah, it's it's good to know that you're not alone. There's all these other moms doing it, too. I, and I've also found these inspirational quotes. I'm not like a huge Instagrammer. I mean, I don't really post stuff, but I will definitely scroll through Instagram here and there. But there are some really good inspirational quotes on there that I've noticed throughout this whole pandemic. Yeah. I can't sit here and tell you any of them right now because my memory is just not, not that high right now. But um, they're really good really good and it was it was helpful during that time because mm-hmm. even hearing some slight I don't know uplifting quote that is even remotely related to you is always helpful because you're like oh there is hope yes <laughs> so. yeah. yeah I think hearing other people's stories hearing um encouragement to keep going is kind of like a little more gas in your tank you know yeah. It really is. It totally is. Thank you for sharing its experiences. No problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. To all the teachers out there, 
You have our full respect. Thank totally. You. 100%. <laughs> Thank you for all your work. Appreciate you. Yes. Hope you all are celebrating the heck out of finishing the school year as well. <laughs> Happy summer, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time.